0: podcast how to launch a creative business episode 5 how to avoid your new creative business failing so starting up a new creative business can be a really exciting yet daunting time so today I'm going to talk about the best things that you can do for yours to ensure success and to avoid being one of the 6 in 10 businesses that fail in the first three years according to the small business administration statistics around 20% of startups fail in the first year so how can you avoid being one of them So one of the first things that often people don't do when they're setting up a new business is they don't create a business plan. So lack of a business plan is one of the biggest reasons why a business might fail. So creatives are offering business because they've arrived there a bit by accident. They may have started selling their art uh, as and when the opportunity arose, but maybe there was never a clear intention to become a business. And that's okay. Not every creative outlet needs or wants to become a full time business. But if you did intend on it becoming your main source of income, then a vision for what you want your business to become and how you plan on achieving that is really, really important. We all know how fickle the world can be with one thing being really, really big one year and disappearing to be overtaken by the next big thing in the blink of an eye. So strategically planning for a sustainable business, business growth, doing your market research and really understanding how many sales or leads you need each week or month to allow your income to be predictable and sustained is a really vital part of the process. Creatives especially are often drawn into the trap of reacting rather than planning ahead and it doesn't always have to be just financial either. It might be things like getting featured somewhere you admire, getting recognition for your talents, being invited to collaborate with your heroes or being able to do something to promote and support your causes and beliefs. So they're all quite big things where having a plan is going to be really vital. One of the next big things is lack of investment so this could be lack of investment in yourself like your skills or the tools that you need to grow your business in terms of knowledge or the real physical tools that you need to scale and improve so for me as a photographer being able to upgrade my kit to add to my skills based experience by doing things like courses um, I've done one recently on how to improve my artificial lighting kind of skills um, or perhaps it might be something like a marketing course or a business coach like me to help you get there faster. This could also be investment in real terms to you, to your business, um, income into your business, such as a grant or a loan that enables you to get set up from the start. And for this, you will, of course, need a really strong business plan with the the typical sort of smart goals embedded. Um, if you haven't come across these before, it's S is for specific, M is for measurable, A is for achievable, R is for realistic, and T is for time specific. So, when you set a goal, it needs to have all of those attributes um, associated with it. Um, Then, also, one of the next really big things about why businesses fail, and this is sort of linked into those, is the lack of business know how, just how to run a business, really, just the nuts and bolts of you know, how you might structure your business. Um, so this might include things like choosing the right business insurance, getting the legal frameworks sorted out. It might be things like sound financial management as well. If you've never really had to do much sort of financial um, control in, in work before, this can often be quite daunting. So things like doing your accounts. Um, I, I outsource mine, to be honest, because it's not my strength. I don't enjoy it. So I I outsource my accounts. Um, it can also be things like how to price your products or services and how to position them and then market your business around those effectively. So things like your brand identity and market research, knowing your target market and what they want and things, you know, things like just even things like backing up your website or your digital assets. So, you know, just core elements that every business needs to do really, really well. But, you know, not one, one person often doesn't have all of those those skills. So especially with creatives, we tend to focus on like the creative side of things, like the making and the the sort of the imagination and um all of that side of things without really I any idea of how to reach the customers associated with the things that we create. So, you know, how we create a coherent brand identity with USPs that speak to your like your perfect customers or clients. Um another thing is like visibility in the online world is really vital for most businesses' success these days. Um, you know, although not at the expense of making real life in-person connections, of course, but you know, the online world can be quite daunting if you haven't really spent much time there in terms of you know, business, the business world of things. Um charging too little is really common as well, so um sometimes that's made due to confidence issues and mindset, and I'll get onto that in a little bit, or just a general lack of investigation of what the market's rate the market rates are for your niche. Um but the good thing to remember is, is that people don't tend to buy things that appear too cheap. They think there's something wrong with it. So you're not doing yourself a favour if you're not if you're not pricing your products or services at you know the, the cor the correct rate. Um so to tackle some of this lack of business know-how, I really suggest that you write down what you consider to be like your real strengths and weaknesses and be totally honest about you know where you might need help and support um, and investing in those in those areas. So you know, it's very easy to bury your head in the sand about head in the sand about things like professional photography. Oh, I can't even speak. Sorry. So like professional photography of your products, or not being able to co- build a, a website, for instance. Um, you know, branding, logos, all those kind of things that can really make or break a business. But that actually, there's a really big wide market out there of the people that could do it for you. So yes, there's initial financial outlay, of course, with those things. But what you get back is, you know, an expert's input into those areas as well as, you know, your time back as well. So you have more time then to create and time to focus on the things that you're really good at and the things that you really enjoy in your business. You know, the things that have made you want to start your own business in the first place. And that can really help your business to thrive. So one of the other things, you know, just business know-how is, you know, things like not relying on only one or two main customers. So, for example, if you maybe sell wholesale products or you have service-based clients, you know, having what only one or two outlets for those does put your business at quite a lot of risk. Should one or more of them, you know, just cease overnight? How, how would your business survive without their income? So, and cash flow can be such a fine line to tread. So having plenty of irons in the fire is always a good plan. You know, things like passive income streams... And varying sizes of client base, so a mixture of sizes of client is really good. So you might have, you know, a handful of, you know, the higher um, paying clients, the higher investing clients. Um, but then you might have like, you know, a solid be- core base of, you know, the, the those smaller um, clients. And that way, if you lose one of them overnight, it doesn't matter because you'll be able to survive be- on the basis of the other other clients or the other types of sales that you're making. Um, And leading into that really is also understanding your data. So understanding how many of those clients of different sizes that you need to provide you with the income that you want. Um, And analytics is one of those things that can really help you with that. Um, And again, as creatives, people tend to not be too keen on trying to understand the analytics, especially like website analytics and um, like ad sales and stuff like that, because it can be quite can be quite daunting, especially. Um, when you're looking at lots of numbers and graphs, and you know, some of them aren't that easy to or intuitive to understand, although I think there's some better ones out there now as well. But you know, if you don't understand how and why you've made those sales or those bookings, then how will you replicate or build on those successes? So I highly recommend looking at your website analytics and email open and click rates as a bare minimum, um, and also really delve on in deep into how any form of advertising that you've taken out works for you. Um, this is really key if you don't want to overspend or underspend, so knowing how many leads you need to generate to maintain an income level can really take the worry out of wondering how to get customers each month like all that that panic that you know that you haven't made those sales or those bookings um It's taken me quite a long time to kind of really understand that for my own business. It's definitely something that's only come in the last couple of years for me um and that's kind of hand in hand with really taking some time to. Um, to understand how my ads convert for me and things like that and how many how many leads how many customers I need say for things like my book to, for those for the the number of those people that buy my book who then might want to go on and invest in me for other things so you know it it's not something that you can kind of do overnight it does take a little while to understand how those conversions happen and you might need to like stop tweak go again you know on on different strategies until you find the one that really works for you um but it's it's just so nice to have not have that you know wondering whether you're going to be able to make those sales or make those bookings each month um so it's it's really worth investing in in understanding those one of the next really really big things is is mindset um and this is, can be one of the really easily overlooked but vital parts of running your own business. Um, it can be such an emotional rollercoaster. Um, you know, our businesses are so wrapped up in our own sense of self-esteem and worth. And, you know, if you have a bad month of sales or a disappointing job or a customer that's not happy, not happy for any reason, it can really, really dent, you know, your self-confidence. Um, so it's really important to, you know, set clear boundaries. Um, I've actually got a whole separate blog post on boundary setting um, but also to value your own time and to be confident in you know in your own skills and you know just because you're a new business doesn't mean that you're not really really good at what you do so uh, you know you wouldn't have thought of running your own business if you didn't have that basic clear understanding that you are really really good at what you do. Um, So leading through onto that really one of the biggest mindset issues is that selling aspect for creative businesses often um, you know unless you've worked in sales or marketing before you can often find that this, that selling aspect is really like feels a bit icky um, and it doesn't feel authentic to you um, but if you don't sell then you don't have a business so finding ways that you can promote your products or services is a really intrinsic part of what you need to do to create a successful enterprise so you need to think about ways that you can do it that feels authentic to you, that doesn't give you that icky feeling. Um, because if you don't tell people what you do well, or then how will they know to go on and invest with you? So creating consistent, good content around all aspects of your business is the best way to connect with your ideal audience, grow your following and make those all-important sales. You know, allowing your audience to really understand you and your motivations, your purpose, your, your you know, the passion that you've got for, for what you do. So think about ways in which you personally can do this most effectively. Like, where do your strength, particular strengths lie? Perhaps you can create amazing imagery or design or you write really well or do you love talking to people? What channels could you maximise your skills on? So things like, you know, obviously here with the podcasting, um, perhaps you write really well. And you, you know, blogging could be, you know, the, the best effective way to get out to your ideal, ideal customers. Perhaps you love doing all of the videography. You know, perhaps you love putting together little videos. You know, a YouTube channel could be a really great out, avenue for you. So it's best to start out with just like one or two main channels that you put lots of effort into and then branch out as you master them and see results and know whether you even need any more channels, you know, or whether you can just really, you know, go all out on those one or two. Fear of failure can be um, really paralyzing too, but almost no successful business has risen to great heights without some sort of failure along the way. So I think recognising that you might stumble, but know that it's all a learning curve and that as long as you learn from your mistakes then you'll always be able to take that next step up on the ladder to where you want to be um you know um and the 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 sort of converse side of this is thinking that we know best about everything so um when it's your own business you know you tend to think that you know all the time what's best for it and it takes real courage to really listen to what your customers say about you and your business um that your products your services so really follow up on any feedback that you get, you know, negative or positive, but particularly negative feedback. We tend to avoid it because it makes us feel bad about ourselves and our business, but fixing tiny things on a product or service can often have a really huge impact on client satisfaction and then, you know, then on so on on onto referrals and then more work generation. So being a bit brave and having that courage to accept that we don't always know best and that, you know, you may have made some decisions you know, based on what you think is going to happen. But often, you know, businesses have a little way of kind of throwing you some curveballs. And, you know, just taking on board feedback is one of the the biggest and easiest ways to learn and to make rapid, positive change for your business. So yeah, really, um, you know, take the time to send out those surveys, get, you know, get those Really, really read all of your testimonials and all of your reviews on everything. You know, make sure that there's nothing that you couldn't do better because often, you know, you only need to make some very, very tiny changes to have a really, really big positive return. So, I've gone through quite rapidly through some really quite big things here. So, um you know, there's I could probably do a podcast on every single element of these, and I probably will do in the future. Um, but I'd love to hear from you what pitfalls about, you know, making your business success in these like first one to three years really worry you the most where will you be putting time in over the next few weeks on your business to support your own success i'd really love to know hear from you so let me know by commenting here on the podcast or dm me on instagram or drop me an email i'd really love to hear from you because you know if um, i can help you in any way then that's that's my that's my reason for being here so um, so do let me know but until next time i will see you soon